You are listening to the Torah Sparks Podcast, the podcast that finds and ignites sparks of spiritual light and meaning in anything and everything, bringing out lessons and values straight from the Holy Torah. I am your host, Ori Strum. Let's jump right in. Shalom, shalom. Welcome back to the Torah Sparks podcast. Thank you so much for being here. We are powered by TYA, Torah Youth Association of Baltimore. Thanks for listening. I always used to think that the zoo was open only on Chol But then, you know, recently we're trying to figure out what to do. It was a regular you know, Sunday afternoon, or rather it was Sunday morning, and we're trying to figure out what to do. And my wife said, hey, let's go to the zoo. And I'm like looking at the calendar. I'm looking at my watch. I'm looking at my phone. I'm looking at my, it's not Chalamoid. How can we go to the zoo? Turns out we went to the zoo and something quite amazing happened when we were there. Well, there's a lot of amazing niflos, habore, beautiful creatures from a Baruch Hu, from Hashem, uh, from God. That's all the same being, by the way. So we were by the rhinoceros section, okay? So we see this mammoth being of an animal, right? This rhino. I don't know how many pounds it is, but it's a couple tons, okay? Take a like an 18-wheeler truck. It's it's several tons of weight. And we're looking at this rhinoceros, and I overheard a little girl off to the side say the following, oh my gosh, the rhino's bigger than my dad. So, you know, the people around, including myself, everyone started laughing. And I was thinking about this. It's an unbelievable yisod, an unbelievable idea that was gleaned from the story. You see, in this little girl's reality, her father was always the biggest thing in her life. Her father was everything to her. Her father was who she can rely on, who she could cry on, who she could laugh on, who she could bring her projects home to. Her father was like the biggest. Her father was, you know, the... the we could take down any other father in the school. Her father was the biggest thing in her life. And all of a sudden, she comes to the zoo and she sees a rhino that's much bigger than her father. Her world was shocked. A bomb was just thrown. She realized that, oh my gosh, there's something bigger than my father out here. There's a rhinoceros that's bigger than my father. But you know what the beauty of Yiddishkeit is? You know what's so amazing about Judaism? It's that we have something called emuna and bitachon. We have belief and faith in God, in Hashem. And we realize and we contemplate that Hashem is the biggest father of them all. There is nothing bigger than Hashem. And what it means to have a Muna and Bitachon and Hashem means that we rely on the most reliable being on planet Earth and in the entire universe and in all of the galaxies put together. And let me tell you, there are a lot of galaxies when you put them all together. There's the Milky Way, the Snickers bar, the Three Musketeers. There's so many galaxies that are out there. And you know what? Hashem is the biggest being that exists. And when we have a moon and bitachon and Hashem, then all states' commercial stand of are you in good hands isn't just a commercial that we watch, but it's a living reality that we experience. We are in the best hands possible, in the hands of Hashem. The Torah says, See, I am giving to you today a blessing and a curse. What does it mean, anochi? 
Anochi Hashem Elokecha. Does it not remind you of the very first of the Aseris Adibros? Anochi represents Amuna in HaKadosh Baruch It represents belief in Hashem. Re'e, the Torah on some level homiletically B'derech Drush is telling us to see Anochi, to be able to see HaKadosh Baruch have that level of Amuna and Hashem in each and every day. And every day is going to be comprised of bracha uklala. There's going to be ups and downs. The Divrei Chaim says something amazing. You know what makes up a day? It's not just the 12 hours of daylight that make up the day. Rather, it's the totality of the 24 hours of the day and night that comprise the day. Meaning, Hayom, a day is only a day when it also has a night. The combination, the mixture, the togetherness of a night and day is what comprises a day. And so the Torah says, Every day there's going to be choshech and ar, there's going to be challenges, there's going to be tov and ra, there's going to be good and bad, there's going to be blessing and curse. And the question is, Anochi, are we able to are we able to see that Anochi? Are we able to see that Anochi Hashem Alokecha? Are we able to find a Kurish Baruch Hu in our life and connect ourselves to the most reliable being here on planet Earth and in all of the galaxies? Are we placing ourselves in good hands? Now, I know what you're thinking. We're A, C, you could see Hashem. You, you know you're not a Navi, right? You know you don't have Ruach HaKodesh, right? You know you're not Moshe Rabbeinu, right? How do you see Hashem? Hashem is the most spiritual of spiritual spirituals. How do you see Hashem? Listen here, yeah? The world currently has a population of about 7.594 billion people. And amazingly, each person is unique. Each person has their own upbringing, their own story, their own destiny. But there is one thing. Actually, I take that back. I think there's two things that we all as humans share in common. Numero uno. I don't know if that's Spanish or Hebrew or English or Portuguese, whatever it is. Number one, what we all share in common is that when our voices are played on two times speed, whether it's on a voice recording, on the new WhatsApp update, we all sound like chipmunks. That's number one. Number two is that we all grew up with the game of peekaboo, okay? I don't know anyone who is not familiar with the game of peekaboo, right? But in case you need a reminder, Merriam-Webster defines it like this, a game for amusing a baby by repeatedly hiding one's face or body and popping back into view, exclaiming peekaboo. Now, peekaboo is probably the most well-known, universally accepted means of making a child laugh. In fact, a cognitive psychologist by the name of Jerome Bruner, he actually wrote that peekaboo surely must rank as one of the most universal forms of play between adults and infants. But the question is why? Why is the game of peekaboo so popular? What is its purpose? And psychologists say an unbelievable thing. It teaches a child about the idea of object permanence. Object permanence is what? It's the understanding that objects continue to exist even when they cannot be seen, heard, touched, smelled, or sensed in any way. In other words, Peekaboo teaches a child that even though he cannot see something, he knows that that something still exists. Even though mommy's face is now covered by her hands, the baby knows mommy still exists. It's an unbelievable thing, right? But if you think about it, peekaboo is not just a game that we play as infants. It's a game that we're constantly playing as Yidin, as from Jews 
each and every day of our lives. You realize we live in a world of Hester Punim, where Hashem, literally the terminology is Hester Punim. Hashem hides his face from us. In fact, the Hebrew word for world, which we live in, is olam, which stems from the word helam, to, to hide, to be hidden. Hashem is playing an adult version of peekaboo with us. He hides his face behind the mask of nature, behind teva. That's why ha-teva is begematria elokim. And as Jews, our mission is to know and understand that even though Hashem may not be able to be seen, He still most definitely exists. And this is our strength as Jewish people. It's the strength in our eyes, the strength in our cognitive, in our conscious to be able to see where A is not just a physical sightseeing of what's around us. It's this understanding, this contemplation of the totality of this world and what's really going on. It's where A, the ability for us to see a Kurdish Baruch Hu, even though he cannot be seen. We know that he exists. Hashem's playing this long game of peekaboo for the last 2,000 years since we've been in Galus. Hashem has been playing peekaboo with us and we're waiting for the day until he removes his hands from on his face and then we'll say like we say at the beginning of benching, then our mouths will be filled with laughter. What's going to be so funny at the end of days? You know what's so funny? When the mother, when the father removes the hands from their face revealing their true identity. Oh my God, I was here all along, object permanence. It's going to be funny at the end of days when Hashem removes his hands from masking his identity, from hiding himself on this world. And we're going to laugh. It's going to be hilarious. It's going to be funny. We're going to just have a sense of clarity of what's really going on. But one of the messages of Re'eh is to be able to see in a world of darkness, in a world where there's there's gullus, in a world where there's chaos, in a world where there's so much confusing things that are happening all around us, the ability to have a muna and bitachon and Hashem, the ability to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even though He cannot be seen. This is the message, or at least one of the messages of Re'eh, the ability to see. My friends, thank you so much for listening. Emir Hashem, we'll see you next week.